Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeVen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. I'm scared, Kev. What's up? Hello. Uh, yeah, I gave you some some pre-show listening to do. I gave you homework, and we're coming yeah. right off of that. So, Luke, why don't... Yeah. We'll get right into it. Why yeah. don't you tell me what you just listened to? I, did, I gave you no info. I gave you an audio file that was 40 yeah. minutes long. All the metadata stripped off that just was called secret.mp3. Yep, that's all it was. So you tell me what you heard. Okay, so first off, I was expecting it to be very funny or bad, obviously, like right away. Uh, but so what I first heard was like some audio clip of interviewing a girl. Like, what did it feel like to you? It's like, there were just men singing. And then... I don't know what happened or something. Then I hear a clip of like John Lennon saying something about well, then Paul joined the band or something like that. And then I'm hearing like samples of the Beatles, but more their solo work, like Paul McCartney and John Lennon's solo work set to other music. And I don't know if the other music is also music I'm supposed to recognize. Um, but I'm, I'm scaring Nico off, but, um, I it was like somebody using samples of the Beatles solo work set to some other music. So I have uh, like three categories I think this could fall into. One, my first thought was that it's somebody controversial, like uh, like I thought maybe like Ariel Pink or uh, Van Morrison and Eric Clapton, <laughs> like their new project. Then my other thing was like maybe it's someone we know, like it's a Sky Wild thing or some one of your B Van friends. Uh, and then my third thought was that it's some artist like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or Girl Talk or some just some artist I know. Mm-hmm. And are any of those right? No, they are not. Hmm. So I'm confused. So because it wasn't I'll... bad is the thing. It no, was it's, fine. It's it was a pretty, good. It's it's a mixtape let's say okay. of using most of the Beatles work. And I think from, uh, from your perspective, it is, you're correct. Someone took okay. a lot of the Beatles solo work, remixed it with other Beatles solo work, created a 40 minute long album. Now, yeah. logically, that's what you say it is. What yes. I am here to tell you about is that this is an album from another dimension where the Beatles never broke up. What? According to the website, thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com. This is old internet, Luke. This is good. Oh. This dates back to 2009. Shit. So I just, I stumbled upon this years ago. Totally forgot really? about it. And wow. uh, listened to it. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then with, with the Get Out documentary released last year, and we talked about the Beatles quite a bit. I Get back. Like, but yeah. Get back. Uh, well, get out documentary. Yeah, about him. about uh, Jordan Peele. Um, yeah, I was like, oh man, I forgot about that thing. That was like a fun little listen. So, Luke, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story of this album. I can't wait to hear it. It's a wild one. So, uh, it's written in quite a rambling fashion. I've tried to edit it down to be a little more concise, but you got to hit the big points. So, 
I'll just start. And you interrupt me as much as you want because this is going to okay. go on for a while. All right. So from the BeatlesNeverBrokeUp.com. The following is an actual account of my experiences as of recently. Because of the nature of what has happened, I must remain anonymous until I feel it is safe to reveal my real name. But for now, you Paul. can refer to me as James Richard. Mm. James Richards, sorry. Which, uh, if you know, Paul McCartney's real name is James Paul McCartney. <gasps> and, so it supports uh, my theory. Richard... Starkey is, is Ringo. Richard Starkey, Ringo, yeah. So we're already starting to see like some... Okay. So on September 9th, 2009, I experienced something that I am still having trouble believing happened to me. Like this is written in a way that where I almost don't think the person is like... <laughs> English might not be the first language. Right. I came into the possession of a cassette tape containing a Beatles album that was never released. In fact, not only was it never released, but it was recorded many years ago after they broke up. Now, this is where the story becomes slightly more unbelievable, and it is almost embarrassing to attempt to explain the incident to you for fear of viewing me as completely absurd. I would never. Yeah. I must assure you I am not insane or on drugs, and hopefully the audio from this tape will be enough proof that there is more than we think out there. I'm both. Insane uh, and on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on September 9th, I was driving home, after visiting a friend for a few days, this took place in California, in the desert. I had my dog with me, and I didn't have any plans for the day, so I decided to take a drive through a place called Del Puerto Canyon, just west of Turlock. There's a scenic road that is a fun drive and actually goes through to Livermore, where this person was heading. I hadn't taken a cruise through it for a while, so I thought I would take this way home. It was about 2 p.m. A ways into the canyon, my dog started acting like she needed to use the restroom, so I pulled over to the first available parking area to the side of the road and let her out while I stretched. At first I didn't notice, but then I heard the barking from 30 yards away, my dog was chasing a rabbit. So, pretty normal. Uh, okay. They already yeah. had about a 40 yard head start, so I really had to book it. The uneven ground and soft dirt patches made it difficult to run, and it wasn't very far to the chase. I had stepped in a rabbit hole, fell, and knocked myself unconscious. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Um, I love when someone says, I'm not insane or on drugs. Uh, so I had knocked myself unconscious, and then the rest of what I'm going to tell you is totally true. <laughs> well,. When I woke up, I was in a room with some furniture and electronics in it. I was taken care uh -oh. of with a bandage on my head, but still felt uneasy about the situation. Because where I fell and hit my head was in a very rural, unpopulated area with no houses. And outside the window of the room I wish I was in, I could hear traffic. So, uh, next to him was an unusual-looking electronic machine that he didn't recognize from anywhere I've seen before. The only reason this stood out was because it seemed out of place in a person's home, which most of the room resembled. I decided to get up and look out the window, but the door opened and in ran in my dog, who was pretty excited to see me. Oh, good. I, I was going to ask. Yeah, the dog's okay. The dog's okay. <laughs> when I looked up, there was a man standing at the door. He was about six feet tall, had medium long black hair, and was dressed casually nice, but gave me a, quote, greasy vibe, which, rude. Um, yeah. If you know what I mean. He introduced himself as Jonas and asked me if I was okay, which I said yes. He said he found me unconscious in a field with a dog barking at me, so I thanked him for helping me and my dog out, and then I was surprised my dog even came back to me, which- Wait, wait, wait. Did well, he walk in and say, my name is Jonas? Maybe. 
<laughs> this is all just a Weezer uh, fever not, dream. Hey, well now I'm I'm looking for clues. <laughs> yeah, you 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 got the cork board with all the strings. Yeah. I'm looking for the game inside the game. I then asked him the question that would make me start wondering if I had in fact gone crazy. I asked him, "Where am I?" About twenty feet away from where I found you, he replied. I told him that couldn't possibly be true because there were no houses within at least 20 miles from where I last remember being. Not uh, he, in your world. He then told me what he was going to say next will be very shocking and unbelievable <laughs> and that if he didn't actually experience it himself, then he wouldn't believe it. He took a look at the machine near the window and looked back at me and said he transported me into parallel Earth. Yep. He said he traveled to our Earth dimension and found me knocked out in the blazing heat with nobody around to help me out. Normally, he said he doesn't take outsiders through a portal, but in my case, he thought I needed urgent help. Nice. So, Luke, at this point, we have a man that's fallen uh, unconscious in the desert and has been transported to a second location by a stranger. Yeah. This is this is worst case scenario. <laughs> I and mean, they're caring for them medically, I believe. That's never good. Yeah. Like if they're, like, giving you fluids. So I we're about I, we're like halfway through the story. So okay, good, good. Yeah, I immediately started asking questions about traveling to parallel worlds. He asked me to slow down, and he would explain himself. In his world, a parallel travel machine can be purchased quite easily, while not cheap. It's pretty popular, even though the machine can be dangerous enough to cause death. In the 1950s of his dimension, the government was faced with the decision to continue to fund a space program or a parallel di- dimension program called ARP-D. Uh, he doesn't remember what it's said for, except that the P-D is parallel dimensions. Uh, so no NASA, ARPD. ARP-D. Uh, oh, it's ARP, not ARC. Yeah, ARP. Uh. He then explained the real danger of using one of the machines was exploring new dimensions. Since there are an infinite amount of Earths in other dimensions, only a small amount have been explored. The problem with exploring unknown dimensions is a chance you will die somehow once you walk through the portal. We all, we've all been here. You go through a portal, it's, you're in the middle of a volcano. It just happens. Dude, I mean, I'm not hearing anything that doesn't make perfect sense to me. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the government began to research worlds that they knew were safe to transport to, even creating public spots where people could choose a menu of worlds to go to that were all safe. And, you know, it's just the government is just in our in our back of our heads trying to keep us safe, overreaching. They're- I prefer a world where I can go to any dimension, obviously. Yeah, right? Um, I mean, the government is always trying to keep us safe. Yeah. That's what I always say. Many of these worlds were lush vegetation worlds that were never ruined by man, only to be invaded by the large, overcrowded population of the tra- by, of the traveler's world. Which, I, that yeah. doesn't make any sense, but well, that sentence... Well, I mean, it's like... Don't start telling people about these unpopulated, lush places, because then we're going to all cross dimensions to come ruin them. Yeah. He said something about new industries that opened up because of this, one of them being something like dimensional life brokers. These people offered the chance to live as someone new in an already established similar world that doesn't know dimensional travel, nor that there are people crossing the dimensional border to. Jonas said he was an explorer for one of these dimensional travel agencies and was looking in a new arch of dimension and came up to my earth. So, just a guy doing his job. Yeah. So they talked about a lot of things. Uh, I'm skipping ahead because this is quite a, a lot of text. 
uh, we started talking about music, which is an interesting topic because there were many of the same bands between our worlds, including the Beatles. Yes. When their name got brought up, Jonas mentioned that his brother just got back from seeing them perform at a concert recently, which I gave a weird look to and said, you mean they're still together? And he said yes. <gasps> so our, our James Richards tells them about how in our universe the Beatles have broken up, John and George have passed away, and Jonas says, no, they're, they're still on tour. Jonas then had me follow him into another room that he had a bookshelf-looking thing <laughs> with some cassette tapes. Oh. You said follow him in another room. Yeah, always yeah. good. Second location. Now you yeah. go into a private room. <laughs> he had some cassette tapes. They never uh, invented CDs in this world, apparently. Mm, and a smart. tape player. The only Beatles album he had that was store-bought and had the real cover art was Sgt. Pepper's, which the cover looks slightly different than the one we have, but the songs were all the same. The other six Beatles tapes he had were all like somebody recorded them onto a blank cassette for him and wrote the song titles on a card slipped in the case. A couple of the album titles were written on tapes, I recognized, but there were about four that I had never heard of before. He played a few songs from one of them, which is totally surreal to hear Beatles music that was never made, at least in our world. <laughs> we talked about it for a little bit. He said a girl made him the tapes for when he was in upper school, which is what they called high school, <laughs> and she was a huge fan and wanted him to listen. So, I mean, so are they not as popular in his world? I feel like we're in a... know about him. I think he knew. It's like, are the Beatles so well regarded because they kind of had such a short career? Like, had had the Beatles made 20 more years worth of music, would they be held in such high esteem? Um, probably. I think it'd probably be like Prince. I mean, he kept going yeah. for years. And it's like, I think they'd probably have some periods that kind of sucked. And then mm-hmm. some that got better. Yeah. Uh, also kind of like Weezer. <laughs> it keeps coming back. Weezer's really just the Beatles of our dimension. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a Weezer conspiracy in here, too. So, uh, he, our friend James says he should, uh, he should have Jonas record him a copy so he could take it back with him, thinking it wouldn't be a big deal. Well, the look Jonas gave me when I said this part is part of the reason I am remaining anonymous. Not only did it it sort of scare me, but it had a very serious, almost creepy look to him, followed by the phrase, No, you are not to take anything with you back to your world. No pictures, no souvenirs, no tapes, nothing. I asked him why, and he wouldn't really say, except for my safety, and I wasn't to take anything back. So, um... Blah, blah, blah. The moment I told him I wouldn't take anything and change the subject. About an hour later, after some more talking, I heard the doorbell ring and he left to check the door. I knew I may not have another chance, so I grabbed one of the tapes and put it in my pocket. Nice. So, it just, this man saved this man's life probably. And his first instinct is just to rob him. Yeah. Uh, so, he comes back inside and I, he said he was... When he came back inside, I said I was kind of hungry, just to get us out of the room, and I mixed the tapes up a little, so it was hard to tell which one was missing, but I didn't want to be there when he found out. He took me in the other room and made me dinner. For the most part, the food <laughs> tasted like ours, but it was different product names and colors. The purple ketchup was the strangest. Classic. We talked a little hey, bit more. Heinz made that at one point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe this is just a dude in the desert that like bought the supply of that and right. made a bunch of Beatles mixtapes. We talked a little bit more, and then I expressed the notion that I ought to be going, because it was getting late. 
We went back into the room with the machines in it. I grabbed my dog and shook Jonas's hand for taking care of me after I was knocked out. I thanked him again and stepped through the portal, which felt like getting wet but staying dry the entire time. Really weird. Back in our world, I could see my car on the road still, and there was a straight line burn mark on the ground where the portal had shown up. It was dark outside, and the only reason I noticed the burn was because it was still smoking from the heat. I walked back to my car, (laughs) didn't run this time, and drove home. The worst part was I couldn't even listen to the tape on the way home because I didn't have a tape player in my car. I wasn't even able to listen to it at home either, and I had to go to Walmart just to buy a tape player. Wow. Unfortunately, I don't have any information about the tape other than what is written on the card sleeve. The track names were written, as well as the album title, Everyday Chemistry. Everything about it is as mysterious to you as it is to me. It also wasn't like I could have asked the guy anything about it, especially after stealing it from him. (laughs) Uh, Further on, he goes to say, hey, if you want to email me, go ahead at uh, uh, Yahoo, Yahoo email. Lastly. If there's anyone out there that has experienced anything like this, then please contact me. Some of the things the guy said to me almost makes me wonder if this isn't the first time dimensional travelers have been here. Signed, James Richards. All right, Kevin Feige, you heard it. Doctor Strange 3. (laughs) Doctor Strange in the Beetleverse of Madness. Let's do it. So That guy was Stephen Strange. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm only picturing Jonas as Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, like I also thought there could be the twist where he's like, all right, I'll let you uh, get going now. It's like, oh, I never asked your last name. Oh, me? I'm Jonas Lennon. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and that was John Lennon the whole time. Yeah. So that would be pretty good. This is a, like I said, this is like older internet. Like there's a website that was made on this. These days, this would be like a Twitter thread. It would be like, dumb. Dude. This is super fun. Yeah. I uh, feel like we should go down the rabbit hole and try and investigate who created that website and try and find the truth about the Beetleverse. So, uh, absolutely. Do you want to know the track list? Yes. So, Because uh, I will say the very last track had no samples. That yeah. was all instrumental. So, And that's quite honestly the best track name, so I'm excited <laughs> to tell you. Okay. So it cool. starts with four guys, which... Uh, really, um, just four guys and they're having a good time. Yeah, it Beatles really all uh, leans heavily on "Band on the Run" by Paul McCartney. Yes, it used it in a couple songs, and they kind of like like it's edited to where it's supposed to be "Band on the Roof." Oh, with referencing, of course, their <laughs> uh, their concert on the oh, top of that they road. Oh, because they played the rooftop. Yeah, yes. which would they have done that if they didn't break up? Band on the roof. Yeah. So that's four guys. Then there's Talking to Myself. Anybody else? Sick to Death. Uh, Jen. Which, that this is the one that really... (laughs) Jet. Yeah, they use Jet by Paul McCartney. And you're like, "Mm, that's not that well edited. I can kind of hear that. I'm just sitting here. Soldier Boy. Over the Ocean. Days Like These. Saturday night and this track you referenced earlier, Mr. Gator's Swamp Jamboree. <laughs> yes. Super fun. I think it is fun to think about, oh, what if those songs, like those Paul McCartney songs were Beatles songs or those well, John Lennon songs? And that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. That's the argument for it, is that yeah. if the Beatles hadn't broke up, it's not to say that they wouldn't have had these musical ideas. 
Right. But like, also, isn't it convenient that all of the songs that were <laughs> were recorded in the other dimension are also ones that were recorded in this dimension just as their solo work? Yeah. So. It's a it's a pretty it, it's a fun listen. Like yeah, it's I enjoyable. It. Yeah, especially the uh, the band on the run ones. The yeah. first couple, I liked. I really liked how they used that sample. I think it starts really strong, and after about fifteen minutes, it kind of meanders for the rest yeah. of it. Then after a while, I was like, okay, I feel like I get it. But then yeah. Mr. Gator's Swampland Jamboree was pretty great. Yeah, which that's that's. According to there's a Wikipedia page on this, so uh, they've got the samples kind of written down. According to that, that's Sunday Bloody Sunday by John Lennon, Mama Miss America by Paul McCartney. Okay, Tired. wait a second, because I thought I heard Sunday Bloody Sunday by you too. Is there's like a reference to a John Lennon song? Did John Lennon? Well, now I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I thought that one guitar part sounded like you too. Uh, it was the do 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 do, but it 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 like didn't sound like the actual song. It was acoustic, but it just sounded like the same part. But I was like, I think there might be a Beatles song that kind of sounds like that too. It's but. a John Lennon and Yoko Ono song. Okay, but and does it have the same? But it, but theirs isn't a cover of that. But maybe it's no. I don't think it is. Weird. So that might be another weird crossover. Maybe I'm just seeing the game inside the game again. I'm yeah. like the man in black in Westworld. I'm like the the smoking man in X Files, center of the maze. Sure. Yeah. So this is it's a fun little version of a uh, alternate history. I love it. Yeah. I love this little uh, like early internet spooky. It was almost like brings you back to the time where people could believe Blair Witch was real. Luke, you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the website and we'll put it in the show notes so anyone yes. can listen to it. Uh, go ahead and just like open it up now. You can see the tape. Yeah, and let's like start a change.org petition to like let's find a way to travel to the other dimension, get the rest of the tapes, bring them back here. I would love to hear them. Yeah, I my. My father-in-law, who's the Beatles expert, imagine what he would do with Beatles music from another dimension. Come on. I, I feel like anyone who's like a very like huge Beatles fan and like a fan of their solo work would hear this and be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is such nonsense. Oh, also, this does kind of sound like the plot of the movie yesterday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like... I, I can't say exactly for sure when I saw this website. It was a long time ago. I mean, at least a decade ago. <laughs> Maybe when we dig into it, we'll find out it was the writer of yesterday. Who, yeah, right. This is draft number one. Who did it. <laughs> well, uh, we'll put the the website in the show notes. You can download the whole album there. I, it's a fun wow. listen. I, I yeah. recommend giving it a whirl. Yeah. And, let's, you know, let's generate some interest in this so yeah. we can find the truth. Cool. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. And uh, it was not nearly as scary. I didn't need to be as scared as I thought I needed to be. So, good. <laughs> yeah, now you, I know. You thought I was going to be like, here's a mixtape from Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> yes. Um. So, good. I or Actually, I also was afraid it was going to be like, 
<laughs> let's make fun of how bad this thing is and i was gonna feel bad well and, and like, you i don't think kevin would do that you said to me like are we making fun of this for being bad yeah I was like, oh shit i hope luke doesn't think it's terrible because like i think it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> no right. no i yeah. thought it was good that's why i was yeah. confused because i was like wait what's the joke here <laughs> there is no but it's, i mean there's quite a story behind it there is sure. quite a story <laughs> wow all right well, why don't we uncover the truth about the music that we've been loving in our touts? Touts. Luke, my first album is uh it's kind of a retro album. I think it's from the 70s or 80s. It's called uh Everyday Chemistry from this band called The Beatles. Pretty wild. Oh, pretty yeah. fun stuff. It sounds sounds pretty good. Yeah. In uh in recent releases, we've had a ton of music come out in the last few weeks and a lot of it's been great. Yes. Conway the Machine with God Don't Make Mistakes. Fantastic album from Conway the Machine. Uh, we shouted I this out last episode. Not surprised at how good it is. He He's consistently great. The man's uh, a machine. Absolutely. absolutely. That's right there. Methyl Ethel with Are You Haunted. This album is really good. It's got a couple really cool vocal features from artists that I hadn't really heard of. But it's a very, nice. like... It's just it's got a really cool mellow vibe to it that I really appreciate. Mm. On the exact opposite side of the spectrum, played him on the pod a few weeks ago. No bro with live your truth, yes. shred some gnar that came out last week. I did not shout it out, but I'm here to tout it because it goes very hard. Yeah, it shreds some gnar for sure. Yeah, and uh, lives its truth. Yeah, for sure. This album, I'm not sure when it came out this year, but I found it and I really like it. It's, and I'm sorry, it's in French, so I'm gonna do a bad job. But Ariane Roy with Medium Placier, this is a French-Canadian pop artist, and I don't understand a single word they're saying, but the vibes are absolutely there. Luke, you probably I'm into interested. This. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right up my alley. As I have some French-Canadian heritage myself. Exactly. So, and finally, uh, an album from last year, Soccer 96 with Dopamine. This is a really cool ambient electronic album that I've been putting on kind of while I'm doing other stuff and just just jamming to it. So, big fan of that. They flip those numbers around, then you got something. You know what I'm saying? Nice! Luke, Um, what are you liking this week? Okay. So, first up... This is one that we shouted out, and it lived up to the hype. I kept waiting for a bad song, and one did not arrive. This is Earth Gang with Ghetto Gods. Yes. Uh, insane list of features, including CeeLo Green and Nick Cannon and um, many other good rappers from today. Future shows up, um, and uh, I automatically added that to the top of my list because it's pretty amazing i need to listen to it some more but it was awesome on first listen uh then hooray for the riffraff with life on earth i shouted this out a couple weeks ago it is holding up and i love it it is she started out like folkier and this one is more like electric guitar rock doing there's one song i think my favorite song is just like sort of like a synth pad her singing and then these really interesting horn sounds and uh so yeah and then there's like vibier ones too but that's some that rock hard and also she like 
always tells like really powerful stories with her lyrics and she does one from like the perspective of like a mother or parent like uh, trying to migrate to another place that's safer for their kids it's called precious cargo so it's like really intense and powerful and then like personal stories that uh sometimes feel very you know like you're like oh damn that's like really gets me so that's right for the riffraff i love everything she puts out she's just been getting better and better um then tears for fears the great 80s band i loved this actually because i've had the experience kev where i've had many uh artists that like i know who were from the 70s and 80s and then like come out in the modern day with a new album and usually it's like it just sounds like whatever like a normal album that would come out today like Mm -hmm. a mainstream album like just clean production you know and you're kind of like okay yeah that's kind of cool and i feel like that's kind of what this tears for fears one did but i feel like they still brought their sort of like synthy 80s industrial sometimes style to it so i i thought it was like kind of what i expected in that way but a little bit better than i expected yeah i don't know what i expected but it wasn't this it i said that it kind of just reminded me of adult contemporary which is pretty much low risk uh very fine music and i like it's a good listen i've listened to it a couple times and cool like i'm I'm glad to hear new tears for fears yeah all right well why don't we step through a portal and look into the present and future in the music we're looking forward to that is out today in shouts recently played on the podcast friend of the pod kana with it was a home very excited for this project. I played Apple. Super excited. Uh, just a week ago, so that's yeah. out today. The Lazy Eyes, which I played last year with Songbook. Very excited to hear this. Nice. They had this very psychedelic, rocky vibe. So I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to see that in the context of a full album. And then someone I played at the very beginning of my tenure on Best Song Ever, The Weather Station, with How Is It That I Should Look at the Stars. And Amazing. I'm very excited for that because that album was phenomenal in 2021. Now, with this coming so soon after the next album, I wonder, is it a new album or is it like a remix reimagining? But we, uh, who knows? Maybe they, she just had one ready to go. Yeah. When when creativity strikes, it strikes. Yeah. I Luke, this is someone you turned me on to and I became a huge fan of, but Young Bay. This is oh yeah the guy with the bird on his head yeah this is a <laughs> kind of a mashup uh, like DJ artist yeah. album and I was some like samples yeah similar I was, to the Beatles uh, album exactly <laughs> I loved all of his stuff after you like tipped me off to it so I'm excited to hear new music nice. from him and then Luna Lee with Duality her uh, oh. EP in 2021 Alone but very Not Lonely cool. was very yeah. good so I'm excited to hear more from her. Luke, what do you got? All right. Well, I got Nilufer Yanya, awesome artist. She's been putting out uh, some cool singles and uh, sometimes does kind of like an R&B-ish sound. The one was kind of a sunny 90s-ish, which I liked a lot. So uh, that'll be good. She's always doing something cool. Then the great band of horses 
with Things Are Great. We we shouted this out before and talked about how we think the the uh, title is being a bit cheeky, maybe being like Things Are Great because they aren't actually, or maybe it's not. Who knows? But we'll find out today. Uh, then the amazing Riza from the Wu Tang Clan with Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater. That sounds like something I want to sit down and yeah. watch. Nothing to fuck with, that's for sure. Right. Um, and then Michelle, another one that I think we shouted out before, but after dinner, we talked dreams, baby. I was very disappointed when this one didn't come out, and so it makes sense. It was pushed back, so now we get to hear it. They are super cool. Uh, I believe they did a remix of a song on Samia's album as well, along with Barty Strange christian lee hudson that we talked about in our last episode yeah so a lot of albums have been sliding around in the first quarter of this year yeah they've been slipping and sliding i'm like i oh i what's this compact disc i just slipped on oh it's an album what a compact disc what is that like a tape cassette (laughs) those don't exist in our universe that's really the most tragic thing is that all these amazing beatles albums are unfortunately uh only available on cassette I think that makes it better because cassettes are rad and CDs are lame. Have we, wait, okay. Are we c- maybe that's just because I grew up with CDs and cassettes feel vintage. And I think that if I was younger, maybe CDs would feel vintage and cool. I, no, I don't think CDs are vintage or cool at all. <laughs> I, but I feel like we're vinyl. You get that warmth and that analog like feeling on a, on a nice turntable cassettes do not offer that there there is no like upgrade in quality no dude there is legitimately a uh there was like a cassette resurgence and there are like people that uh produce cassettes and like put music on cassettes and like i watched this whole video about it it's actually really interesting i'm not saying that that's not the case i'm just saying i don't necessarily see the benefit of a cassette versus like where vinyl had its resurgence other than like it's a little plastic thing that is cool and like very durable (laughs) that's it it's just that it's a cool little plastic thing um but yeah what are we talking about (laughs) nothing that's the end of the show okay um all right well we gotta do one last thing and talk about our three daddies we're a planet ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planetant.com check out all the great shows over there as well as the things going on live in the theater um, and also offshelf.net, my Los Beachos interview is up there. Brian's uh, offshelf hip hop columns are up there, so go check all that stuff out. And I've, and as always, follow us on social media, TikTok, and see all the fun stuff we're doing. So that's gonna do it for us this week. I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. I'm Kevin Connor saying go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is best song ever. Is he ever there for Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth whatever. It's best song ever. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.